Welcome back to Coffee and Christ. I'm your co-host, Jackson Whitson. That's Dylan. <laughs> Dylan was fixing the volume because you were screaming in my I'm ears. sorry. I'm just got a little, little excited. I'll turn it down. Why are you excited? I'm always excited. I, there's a reason today, specifically while I'm excited. And you said you were also going to be excited for it last week. Because it's episode what? It's the 10th episode of oh, Coffee oh, Christ. Oh, oh, Diaz, hey. Diaz, 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 Diaz. That's 10 in Spanish. Diaz, Diaz. I <laughs> you were saying yes. I didn't hear Diaz. It is the 10th episode. Uh, Diaz. Who would have thought we would have made it this far? I did. Oh, I did a too. Lot, <laughs> a lot of people probably did it. Episode 10. 10 weeks of Coffee in Christ. And we're only through eight chapters. That okay. doesn't matter. That's okay. We're not on a time schedule. That's actually, exactly. It's actually pretty good to get through eight chapters, I think. Yeah. Time's slow. Yeah. And we also didn't like cover as in-depthly as we are, like the first two, because the first one's just genealogies. And... Which is important. Yep. We'll get to that later. Perhaps. Not now. So, later. the 10th episode. For those of you that have faithfully listened to 10 episodes, thank you. Thank you. And for those of you who have just turned us off, you'll pay for that one day. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. It's not my decision. I can't force you to listen to this if we don't get any money off of yeah, it. Yeah, so. charity. It's charity. I don't know. Are we the recipients, maybe? I don't know, but I have. What have you learned in the 10 weeks we've done Coffee and Christ? I feel like I've... Learned new ways of studying the Bible. Yeah. Like, because now I kind of, like, get some notes almost. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed now that, like, if you go back to my chapter three, I think, is when I started doing these notes, they were a lot more in-depth, and now they're, like, super minimalized. So I've kind of gone from not, you know, saying exactly what's on here, but kind of using some, you know, free will and stuff like that. Just uh, whatever's flowing, that's just what I say. You know? I have no notes today. Absolutely. Mine not. are pretty minimal. But so. it doesn't. I mean, you just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. See what comes out, which is dangerous. It is dangerous for me. Loose Because I talk sometimes. I don't think before I speak. That's okay. But it's fine. That's fine. No, it's trenchy. Oh, sorry. I was watching a squirrel. It's gone. <laughs> I was watching a squirrel run on the top of my barn behind the house, but it jumped off. So I hope it's all right. <laughs> That's not a barn, <laughs> huh? It's not a barn. It's a little barn. It's a shed. I think it's a little barn. You know, you're, okay, <laughs> your definition of barn and mine may be different, but there's a lawnmower out there. I think, unless it's gone now. Well, Gary took it back. It's just, okay, I was watching a squirrel run across my storage shed. It's pretty good. There's like Is a cage better? in there that's just, just a cage. Yeah, that's for a dog, but I don't have an outside dog, so. Dude. But anyway, yeah, dude is too good to be outside. Really, she gets hot and doesn't like it. I try to get her to jump in the water, but nope. I'm not surprised. She's scared. I'm not surprised. But no, she's just once she gets hot, she wants to go back inside. Me too. She's just. I mean, I mean, same. She's just a little spoiled. But anyway, tell me about what's been going on. Um, I was a little sicky last week. Uh, about. Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday still wasn't feeling great, but felt better. And then uh, watched the the new Kenobi series that came out on Disney Plus. This the first two episodes dropped, and it was very good. It was very good. I'm excited for it. Um, I think these mini series that Disney's put out, where like Star Wars has really, uh, or I'd say for everything, like even like the Marvel stuff, has really just. I'd almost rather watch their series than like individual movies sometimes. So they're very understand. It's like when it happens. Yeah, they're like very 
entertaining. It's like you're only sitting there for 45 minutes, maybe. You're not there for two to three hours, so. Kenobi is in like Obi Wan. Yeah. Kenobi. Oh, so yeah, it's, I'm actually <laughs> proud that I even knew that. That's pretty good. I don't get into that stuff. I just. I, not for everyone. I but I like the new ones. I do like to watch the new ones that come out in theaters. Yeah. But I mean, like, I went and watched Doctor Strange. Loved it. Like honestly, I'll go watch it again. It was great. It's a dark movie. But like, I don't. Did you watch it? Mm-hmm. When did you watch it? We went to the drive-in after. Party. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was dark, but but it is a little dark. But it was good. I mean, I go watch it again. But, but I like to do that, but I'm not like a, I'm not like a Star Wars or Marvel like That's okay. enthusiast. That's okay. Because if I mean somebody's going, I'll go. Just know. watch it for leisure. Time. But I just love the movies. I'll just go. I don't go a lot, but like when I do go, it's just it's neat. Yeah. But I do have a complaint. I didn't even tell you about this. For my movie ticket, I hear itches. <laughs> for my movie ticket, it's outrageous. A popcorn, medium. Mm. It wasn't it's even outrageous. a big one. And a drink, yes. Um, I'm gonna say thirty-two dollars. You're so close. Thirty-six. Really? I was like outrageous for a movie. I mean, come on. But I've been doing some research, and apparently, it costs the movies like an arm and a leg to play them. Like that, they charge them. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> they charge like a lot, like the movie companies, to mm-hmm. let them play it. So I heard they don't make any money on admission, and they only make money on the concession stand. That's why their prices are so expensive. So I mean, interesting. Me being in the business world, I'll go and pay. Like I understand that because I mean they have they have a lot of overhead. Yeah. But but the AMC theater here in Cookville is going down. Oh yeah. Like it is not well kept anymore. I haven't really. been there in a while. But, I mean, it's not only inside, but the outside just looks bad. They just don't keep it up anymore. But, yeah. but hey, maybe they're doing the best they can do. But by charging me 36 bucks, <laughs> they should be able to afford to put some mulch out front or something. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, that's just a lot. Pick up the trash or something. Like, come on. And that's for one person. 36 bucks. Now, some people may boycott the concessions. In my opinion, you cannot watch a movie without a little popcorn. You can't. Now, if I'm in the house, absolutely. But if I'm in the theater, you Some have to have popcorn. The atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, and I never finish it, but I always get a medium because I think I can. <laughs> and I always have like half a bag left, but I refuse to get a small. So I get a medium thinking I'll finish it, and then I don't. But I eat it in shifts. Like, I'll eat it for like 10 or 15 minutes, and I'll stop. Yeah. Then I'll eat some more of it, and I'll stop. But then it gets cold, and I don't want it anymore. <laughs> so, I don't it know. It just sits on the floor. But actually, that's outrageous. $36. Yeah. And 28 cents. I remember the cents because I'm still appalled that it costs that much. <laughs> there are things that I will pay for. Like, and I don't really care. But the movies, really... I have two gift cards on my dresser from Christmas to the movie theater in Crossville. Which is where I'm going to go next time. <laughs> the Rocky Top 10. Whoa. <laughs> but that's really nice. Here, man, the... I have a mint It's nice. Really? <laughs> See? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. What else? What else is new in your world? What about you? I said all. Oh, um, I was at the lake all weekend. CP boy. I'm tired, <laughs> and I might have blown up my jet ski. Maybe. We're hoping not. But never fear, jet skis do not have transmissions. That's true. That's they one thing not. that my uncle Mike asked me: Is it had a transmission? <laughs> and I said, "Touch your mouth." <laughs> but no. I mean, me and my mom got in an argument because okay, here's how this went. If you have a jet ski, 
then it's hard to dock it up next to the dock. And they have jet ski ramps specifically, that way you don't have to fight it. Because the jet ski is so small compared to the dock, and the waves will like knock the jet ski into the side of the dock, which scratches it. Mm -hmm. Figure that out, too. But my jet ski is old, but it's like super nice. It really is. It doesn't even look that old. Yeah. And so I'm not kind of protective over it. I don't want anything to happen to it. And I keep it in the garage. I have done a lot for this thing. So I it's going to blow it up. But, but me and my dad were at Google Boat Dock, which is, if you're not familiar with it, like a marina where you can dock your boats and all that at restaurant, whatever. So we're out here, and it's Memorial Day weekend, and we're trying to dump oil into the, the jet ski, trying to figure out why it won't run. And which meanwhile, I, I drove an hour idling trying to get back to the dock. So I'm already like frustrated, and there's no cell phone service, so I couldn't text somebody to come get me. Like I had to just idle all the way back to the dock. And some jerk <laughs> blew through the no wake zone. And so these waves are like massive, and my dad's trying to pour oil into the jet ski, and it's going everywhere. Try because the, the jet ski's moving on the water. Well, we also couldn't hear each other because they have a live band on right outside the restaurant this Memorial Day weekend, Pardon. busiest weekend for, for the boat dock, mm. and they're singing Creedence Clearwater Revival yes. at the top of their lungs. So Dad's like trying to tell me stuff, and I'm like, what? <laughs> huh? And then he's getting mad, and he's trying to get my mom to throw the rope to us to try to stabilize a jet ski. Well, she can't hear him. <laughs> Well, then he gets mad and he's like, just throw me the rope! <laughs> and it was just, I wish people could have seen this unfold. And finally, I just got mad and said, forget it. Who cares? We'll just leave it here. <laughs> like, that's literally what I said. I said, like, I don't care. So, but it, it might just be a blown oil hose, which is what I'm hoping for. But I'm probably not going to get that lucky. Because I rode probably it not. for 45 minutes at idle speed. Which, was, I mean, I was only idling, so I wasn't like stressing the engine. With no oil in it, because it was all leaking out somewhere. So it could be a cracked engine block, or it could just be a little oil. It's probably going to be a cracked engine oh, block. Oh, I know it will be. <laughs> and I'm going to have to pay a fortune for someone to tell me that, but it's okay. That's fine. It's par for the course. It's fine. But, anyway. But I'm also leaving. You didn't. You left out. You're leaving to go on vacation. That's right. Vacation. We're both leaving to go to separate destinations on Saturday. So, unfortunately, Coffee and Christ will not resume next week, and we'll be taking a break. Taking a sabbatical but for our okay. mental health. We're coming back, though. We'll be back. That's right. We could always record an episode and then schedule it to play that Monday. We actually could do that. We'll talk right. about that later. Yeah. That's administrative duties that <laughs> you, don't need you to know all that. don't want to hear, but <laughs> there's a good chance it'll be two weeks before you hear. And you're just going to have to practice patience. Or you could read ahead. Do Prepare. some studying for yourself. Prepare. Make your own episode of Coffee and Christ. But don't publish it because that's competition for us. Uh, Just it's, make it for yourself. Practice it in the car. And don't ruin it for us. Exactly. <laughs> you know. But, so but our, our, audience, our audience is growing really? a lot. I don't look at the numbers. I, I get to see it because it's on my... Um, um, just because it's on my uh, laptop. Sorry, I was reading text messages at the same time. That's fine. But, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm excited about it. We're, We're going to get some merch, some stickers probably first. Yeah. Because they're cheap. <laughs> get some stickers. So if you want to support us, slap that sticker on your car, you know. 
if it's my car, it may not last long, so I may not put it on there. Probably not. But Probably not safe. Yeah, you're going to Charleston. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Seaside, Cape San Blanc area. Never been there before. San Blanc. I think that's what it's called. Cape. It's all in the 30A, oh, yeah. which is, I've never been there before either. But Me I'm either. excited about it. I'm Don't excited. Go to Charleston. Going to come back with some Seaside shirts. Yeah. So I'm also going to go to Bucky's again. Because I go right through <laughs> Coleman, Georgia, which is where the Bucky's is. How, uh, how far away is the one from Crossville? June 27th. I'm putting it in my calendar. I think it's the 21st and 27th, the Bucky's and Crossville opens. Which if you guys, and Bucky's doesn't sponsor us, would be great if they did. That'd be but so cool. But we're not getting like a paid promotional here. But if you've not been to Bucky's, I'm telling you to go. There's one... Right on the outskirts of Atlanta, Georgia. That's the closest one, I think, to here until Crossville's gets built. But I'm leaving at 7 Saturday morning, which should put me there by around lunchtime. Oh, man. So you got to get in. the brisket sandwich. Oh, my. I'm, I'm thrilled. And they make these little apple pies that you get. Oh, my. It's so good. Like I, I can't believe you've not been yet. Not the garbage can. <laughs> I can't believe you've not been yet. Yeah. But you've not really had an opportunity. Yeah, before. I think I've maybe like passed one, but mm. I've, I've never stopped. You're gonna be hooked when. I mean, it's awesome. I never got the hype. It's awesome. Their sweet tea mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Like the best I've ever had, honestly. Mm. And I love sweet tea. Mm. The best sweet tea I've had. Try it out. So if y'all pass one, stop. I don't think you will. But if you do, <laughs> stop. Stop. I'm gonna go, and their gas is cheaper too. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, might as well. They have a whole super mall on the inside of it. So I read it. Um, I read about it because I'm curious and I read things weirdly in my bed at night. <laughs> but I read that they get, they get, they can let their gas be so much cheaper because they buy so much of it in bulk. Yeah. And so, like, it's like twenty or thirty cents cheaper a gallon. At the Bucky's and is like the one in Georgia is kind of funny because I always used to like pilots. I'm kind of a snob when it comes to gas stations on road trips. Like I will wait. Yeah. To find That'd like a, a good, good one. if I can. Now if it's an emergency I have to stop I will but I try to wait for like a good one. So pilot has always been like my go to. Even here if I can get to a pilot or something for gas I'll do it until Echo Valley Market opened. The OGs. That's right. But um, the pilot across from Bucky's in Georgia is like a ghost town. Yeah. Like, it's still open, but there's never anybody. There's truckers there because Bucky's does not allow truckers to be there. It's not. It's only for cars and trucks. Huh. Like, an 18-wheeler can't pull up and get diesel. Mm. So, like, all 18-wheelers are a pilot, but it's all pretty much empty besides that, and everybody else is at Bucky's. And you're like, oh, no, poor. I don't kind of feel like I would feel bad nah. if I owned Bucky's across the street and watching the pilot die. But it's competition. It's, um, what's the word? Democracy. Yeah, right. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I should have said that. I'm I'm not big into the political words, but I don't know. It's just Bucky's is is awesome. You need to go. Get if you go around lunchtime, you get a sweet tea. You get some of their. They have like the homemade chips, like you can get like the house chips, Mm -hmm. and you get a sandwich, the chips, and a little apple pie. Mm. But you eat it in the parking lot because that just makes everything. Like you stand in the hood of your vehicle and you eat. On the vehicle, and it just makes it that much better. Like a little table. I don't know why, but you need to go. 
And it's like Chick Fil A. You see all the people in there, and you're like, "Oh my, this is gonna be bad." Yeah. But they just move you through. Like it's <laughs> it's incredible. So, paid promotional, not really. <laughs> Wish, but, but no. Bucky's is pretty great. Wow. So they even had their mascot. They had a little Bucky guy dressed Aww. up and was walking around, and I'm like, "Hello!" <laughs> <laughs> I almost got my picture with him. I'm afraid. <laughs> maybe this wallpaper. time. Maybe. <laughs> That's not my wallpaper. <laughs> maybe this time I'll get a picture with the Bucky guy. You should. Put it on Facebook. Change your profile picture. No, I would not. <laughs> you the Bucky man? No. Do a selfie. I might do a selfie, but I won't do. I won't change it. I won't let anybody see it. Oh. <laughs> it's too good to not let the people of the world who follow Dylan Wood no one no one cares no one cares about what Dylan Wood does and I'm okay with that no one needs to know what I do but but yeah we are gonna go to the beach I'm excited and you're going to a separate beach so also excited excited too but Charles I don't know but I'm also excited because Seaside's not like a big touristy place yeah like Cape San Juan all that stuff not a big so like I'm a little nervous about the food situation because see when you go to Panama City you know exactly where you're going to eat oh, yeah, you're gonna like, like, we've gone discover to, new places. we've gone to Panama City I'm 22 I've been to Panama City at least 25 times in my life and we've never really gone anywhere else which I love that place yeah. but it's getting too busy like it's too much almost it's a party but I kind of like the busyness yeah so I'm a little nervous about going down here because, but I've heard there's all like mom and pop places to eat at, which I like. Good, that. yeah. So, but you have to get your groceries at a Piggly Wiggly because Piggly there's Wiggly. there's no grocery store like on the 30A. Huh. I found that out too. Wow. So stop at the Piggly Wiggly, 13 miles away. Wow. To get your groceries miles. and then you bring them in. Wow. So. Long way. I think we might do the Instacart. Let them do it for us. <laughs> yep, for real. But I'm excited. Pickly wiggly. So, but we might record an episode before we leave. Maybe if we have time. But if not, you'll just have to catch us in two weeks. Be on the edge of your seat. I know. I mean, just anticipating that Monday drop. I know you are. And we have VBS that Monday too, so it'll be like late. It will be. It'll wow. either be late or it'll have to be like that Thursday when there is no VBS. We have to. We can't. We can't make the people wait until Thursday. We'll have to do it Monday. <laughs> like two weeks. We'll have to find a way to make it work. We'll work on it. That's administration. You don't have to worry about. That's it. administrative duties. We'll no. probably. We can record after VBS yeah. is over. Yeah. Don't you We're worry. Young. About it. We're young. We can stay up. <laughs> full of life. I'm not full of life. But I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just young. Just full young. of bad luck. Da, 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 da. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter eight of Matthew. I'm gonna read. Yes, please do. Please do. It's something um, about a mic. Does it make you nervous? Yeah, like I read in class and I do just fine. That's true, you do. But to the mic, maybe if I turn the mic off and, I go, in, and I go into a separate room and then I read it. How are you going to read? No one's going to be able to hear you. You'd be like, when he came down from the mountain, I bet everyone be quiet. <laughs> Jackson, turn everything off around you. We're going to work on your fear by the twentieth episode, which then will be in season two. I was thinking about that today. I don't know. We're still in season one, but I don't know. Do you like, ever, like, stop seasons? Like, how do you stop the season? Well, typically, is it how, like, movies do it, or, like, shows, it's like they leave you on a cliffhanger, and then six months later, the next season comes out. But I don't really want to do that. Like, I don't know six what Six months later, or less. You know, so you get, like, maybe stop season one, 
give you like two weeks and then we'll come back and be like Hello. Hello. I don't know. This is actually the end of the season. (laughs) administrative duties that we should not be talking about because it's a democracy, and unfortunately, the people don't get to decide. We do. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, uh, chapter 8, I'm going to start reading and in verse 1. It says, When he came down from the mountain, uh, great crowds followed him, and behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, uh, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone but go. Show yourself to the priests and offer uh, the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. So I was kind of just doing some research back in uh, Leviticus when, in the Old Testament, when they were making all these rules. And in two chapters, chapter 13 and 14 in Leviticus, there's 91 verses just dealing with leprosy. So that just kind of tells you, well, told me that this is like a big deal. Um, Like it's to the point where in biblical times, if you went to like a rabbi or something like that, they said like a burial service prayer over you because you were deemed dead because of how great this, this disease was. And I just thought it was crazy that he knows, he knows what he's got. He, and despite all these discouragements that, you know, people gave up on them. They don't, you know, they have to stay so far outside of the city. They have to not come near anybody because of anything. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how it was spread. I don't really know anything about leprosy. It's not, it's not common here. Mm-hmm. It's common in some places, but it's not common here. And this, he still came to Jesus though, because he had faith in him. And I think that's why, I think that's why Jesus also, and people allowed him to come close because Jesus was like, you know what, I got you. You, mm-hmm. you have faith in me, and that's how you're going to come to me, and I'm going to heal you. And then, um, but a question I wanted to ask you that kind of like made me think is in four where it says, see that you say nothing to anyone but go. Why exactly does he say, see that you say nothing to anyone? Well, Jesus actually did that several times. Yeah, I it's it's in not it's in chapter nine, it's in chapter twelve, it's in chapter sixteen, and in chapter seventeen. Mm-hmm. Why does he say that? Well, you can you can attack that question from like a lot of different angles. The way that I've always thought about it is Jesus wasn't put on this earth to heal people. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, that's not the purpose of why Jesus was there. Yeah, but. Healing people was a vessel to share the gospel. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, I don't know how you could describe that maybe here, but like for modern day stuff. But I mean, that's not what he wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a lot of the things like churches and stuff, you know, we, we'll put on events. And, okay, like even a youth group. Like, think about that. A youth group is not like a retreat, is uh, the fun stuff that we do is not why we're there. Yeah. But it can turn into something ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're on a retreat and a lessons you pricks your heart or whatever, you can fix it there. Then that's that's successful. You know, but that's not Jesus was his entire plan was not to heal. He's not here to heal people. He's here to change them with the gospel. That's mm-hmm. that's the whole point to grow the kingdom of heaven. That's why he was there. But think about it. If you had a disease like this, and let's equate this to cancer for a minute, because that's about how bad it was, because I mean, there's nothing you could do. Yeah. It was more painful. I mean, I'll even say it's more painful than cancer. Yeah. But if word got around that, hey, Jesus can heal me, 
then people would he couldn't do anything because people would be following him everywhere. And yeah. it did get around, but he moved around to so many different places that it was okay because you're not going to get bombarded. Yeah. And so if he would have said immediately while Jesus was still here in this location, he could have went and told everybody. Yeah. And then he would get bombarded and he okay. wouldn't be able to do anything. I get that. So like yes, he yes, he heals people. But that's not what Jesus' purpose on the earth was to yeah. do. He could do it. That's great. But he was there to share the gospel and to change people's lives. But not physically. you know. But, I mean, if he got to, that's great. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people say a lot of different things. But that's, that's what I think about it. I was just wondering. I read that and I was like, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want more people to know? But yeah. that makes more sense. You don't want to get... Even the Son of God could get overwhelmed. Yeah. Because I mean, you mean, think if all people were there was to be healed, then nothing else would really get accomplished because yeah. you're bombarded with people all the time. So because, I mean, like I said, even the Son of God, or like you said, can get overwhelmed and doesn't want that many people around him. There's many accounts where Jesus just went off by himself or told people not to say anything. Just And I think that, too, was because... Jesus never, I mean, did not want to be flashy. I didn't want people to think that he was better. I mean, obviously lived a life where he didn't even have a place to lay his head at night. Like, didn't want people to be, think that he was better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So I think that was to don't tell anybody because, oh, Jesus did this for me. I, and I just, I don't think he wanted the attention. I don't think he wanted people all around him like that. If they weren't there to be taught. Mm-hmm. If they were only using him for his miraculous powers. Does that make sense? Yeah. To answer your question, yeah. sort of? Yeah, I get it now. Because I I understand why he did that. So, that's what I think. But, um, I think that's really cool. And we can, we can talk more as we get deeper into the chapter. But, the faith that he had. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want you to think about. The faith that you have in Christ is what, is kind of what I'm going to relate to what we're reading. Because we're going to go through verse 22. Um, but I don't know why I've not yawned all day. But then when I get in front of this microphone, I yawn. I, can't, I have no I idea. I can't read why. you yawn. It's, but it's just a thing. you know, he did what everybody else didn't. I mean, it's not like you know you see today, like you get a diagnosis or you get something from a doctor, and then people will go to other doctors and get second opinions or all that. And once you get a bad diagnosis, you're just like. Well, I guess this is it, you know. No. But he didn't. I mean, he was basically being a leper. was kind of like, well, you're going to be miserable till you die. Yeah. And you're going to be by yourself. But he was like, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to go talk to the Almighty. Mm-hmm. And maybe, But that's what I think is so cool because in verse 2, um, it says, Lord, if you will. And this is what's cool because he attacked it from a different way. He didn't ask. He did say, if you will, but it wasn't like, hey, um, I think you can... Heal me. Yeah. It was, if you will, Mm -hmm. you can make me clean. It wasn't a question of, hey, if you, if you can do this. I mean, he knew. He, he a hundred percent knew where to turn to. That's what I think is super cool. Because if, if you can, if you will, um, you can make me clean. And without hesitation in verse three, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I will be clean. That's, I think that is so cool. You have to respect the pause. And just like that. But I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. That's could you imagine seeing that? 
I don't like, know, like it just in person. Because there was a physical oh, yeah. hearings to it's like chicken pox. Mm-hmm. But instead of the little red dots, it's boils. Yeah. Like the size of the I have a Coke can in here. Like the size, the circumference Big word. Wow, of this can. Yeah. Like all over the place. And it immediately disappears. Gone. Done. That how would you feel if you were the guy? I mean, I would want to go tell everyone. That's the thing. But then he's just like I feel like if that was me, I'd be like, Whoa, where'd it go? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I, mean, I don't know. I would just, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. So let's keep reading here. I'll read um, five through um, whenever I want to stop. Um, it says, verse five, when he had entered a Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at a table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. While the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness, in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, and to the centurion Jesus has said, "Go, let it be done, for you have, for for you as you have believed," and the servant was healed at that very moment. So that's a story we don't study about a lot, mm-hmm. but it's incredible. Like I don't want to take anything to what no, you're going to say, but the centurion, it was kind of cool because he goes up to him and he says, "Listen, I've got this servant." And he's paralyzed, he's at home, he's in pain, he's suffering, heal him. And the Lord says, okay, I will come, verse 7, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. Why is that such a powerful verse? Why do you think? Mm, Two things, I think, is one that... um nobody's worthy enough to have Jesus come into hey, their house. I don't even want you to come over here tonight. It's kind of messy <laughs> in my house. Like, Jesus yeah. coming over here? Nope. Yeah, and and just... And him also having kind of that, like, faith in Jesus. He's like, hey, you can just heal him by just saying it mm-hmm. right here, right now. So do it. So he's he's kind of, kind of like, I would rather you stay away from my house because it's not... Not that it looks bad, but it's not for you. It's not as worthy as it should be for you. And then to the point also that a Saturian is also a Gentile Mm -hmm. in most ways, and Jews and Gentiles don't get along. So, And that's also another place. And um, again, it it was even in in Leviticus that if a Jew came into a house of a Gentile, it was unclean. So that too. But see, it was also so cool because he was a pretty high up yeah. as a Gentile as well because he said well you can just I mean you're not arrogant wise like that I just did it but he's like well you can you can heal them right now mm-hmm. because I have people under me and if I say to them go they go mm-hmm. if I say come they come if, if I say go get this they do that you know he said I have these people but you're Christ like, you, can do, you can do whatever you want yeah. I like, just heal them here and how would you if you were Jesus like how would you react to that what do you think? See, I don't know. I'd be like, well, see, like you said, he's, I won't say he's kind of arrogant, but he's kind of like almost 
almost like testing Jesus to be like, mm-hmm. hey, you should do this because I can do this. So, and you're Jesus, you're far greater than I, then why don't you do it? And so he's kind of almost like testing him and also kind of like saving him the steps. Like, I don't want you to walk over here. Like, do you just say the word and do it here? But what do you, do you think, like, obviously I know Jesus can do whatever he wants, mm-hmm. but if you were in that situation, I don't think I would have had the bravery to say that. Oh, yeah. Like, you're no, talking to yeah. Jesus and he's like, okay, I'm going to come and heal him. And I would say, okay. Yeah, no. It's fine, whatever I'm, you want. You're Jesus. But instead, he was like, um, just do it here. Do it now. Yeah. And I would be like, but see, if I were Jesus, I have, and it just is just me. Like, I, not like everybody's this way, but like, I don't like, if I do a job and I do it well, don't tell me how to do it. That's just me. It, it frustrates me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm, if I'm not doing well at it, like, by all means, come and talk to me about it. But unless I come to you and seek advice, like, don't stick your nose in it and say, well, you could do this. Like, I have a system. It works. Let me do it. Let me, that, that's, that's just who I am. Yeah. But I would be like, okay, don't tell me how to heal somebody. I'm Jesus. <laughs> you know? That's the, and I was reading this last night, and I was like, don't tell me how to do my job. Don't, <laughs> don't tell me how to be Jesus. But instead, um, let's see, in verse um, 10, it says, when Jesus heard this, he marveled. Instead of those who followed him, truly, I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and and all these things just to be healed. And then in verse 13, into the centurion, Jesus said, go, let it be done for you have as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. So because of what he believed, Mm -hmm. because of his faith in Jesus, Jesus marveled. Can you imagine Jesus marveling at you? I would just... I would melt. I would die. Honestly, right I'd there. be like, why are you marveling? <laughs> Stop. Like, I don't know. Like, just the, no, I, I if someone, that. I wish someone would be like, one day, oh, that, oh I'm, mm. <laughs> the, like whenever you're getting, being judged at the pearly gates, I don't know how it's going to look like. No one knows what it's going to look like, but we know that we're going to be judged. Mm-hmm. I would love it. If someone said, you know, Jesus marveled at you when you did this. And I'd be like, did he really? <laughs> no way. <laughs> that would be, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I was reading. That's what that stood up to me when I was reading this last night before bed. I was like, oh, imagine if Jesus marveled at me because of my faith. But that's a question you could ask yourself. Like, your faith that you have. Would Jesus marvel at it? Or would he, like, come put his arm around you and be like, listen. Yeah. This needs to be better. You know, but verse 14, we'll keep going. And when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever and he touched her hand and the fever left her and she rose and began to serve him. And that evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons and he cast out spirits with the word and healed all all those who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. And so Isaiah is prophesying the things that are going to happen is what that's referring to. And he said in the Old Testament, the Messiah who comes will take all of our illnesses and all, all of our diseases. Again, not the purpose why Jesus was there. Yeah. But it was a vessel of ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, there's two, like in the minister's world, you have indirect ministry or you have direct ministry. You know, indirect ministry, and this, I mean, it's, as a youth minister, past youth minister, whatever, Indirect ministry is sorry is going to somebody's ball game or being there to support them at graduation or going to a middle school band concert. That's indirect ministry, believe it or not. Hmm. Because 
if there is a time that I have to direct minister to somebody, then if you have that personal relationship built with them, it's a lot easier. Oh yeah. And that's I think that that's what Jesus is doing too. It's indirect ministry because hey, maybe maybe he encounters this centurion again. Or maybe he encounters a leper, or maybe he encounters uh, Peter's mother in law or whatever. Yeah. Then it's gonna be like, Hey, we didn't talk about yeah. this. You can just you see know. them too there at like those those situations when you're doing indirect ministry, it kinda just makes you think, Oh, well they really care about me. Exactly. Like, like that of course they're gonna care about my soul then. Like mm-hmm. and and so that kinda just not only you not even mentioning a thing about the Bible makes them just start thinking like, Oh, why would they mm-hmm. come? But and I'm a big believer in indirect ministry. I think indirect ministry is what drives direct ministry. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot minister to somebody solely based off the words that you say. It's just not going to happen. Again, like my quote that I put, you are what well, I can't even remember it. You are you are what you do, not what you say you'll do. Yeah. So Jesus can preach all day long if he wants. But if he doesn't fulfill the things that he's preaching then not gonna do anything yeah and so I think it's a big deal but let's play back to why all three of these accounts why did they happen one word started with an F faith faith see there you go I thought that was easy but maybe not <laughs> no I but thought I mean, about it faith because the leper had faith in Christ the centurion had faith in Christ and then obviously Peter had mm-hmm. faith in Christ. So, but now, now we see we're going to tie all this together. And we're not done. Don't don't think we're leaving yet. Don't hang we're up just yet. about to get good. But in verse 18, it says, And now when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side. And a scribe came up to him and said, Sorry, I'm fighting on. Oh, man. I lost I would pick up, but I'm, it's okay. I can't. And the scribe came up in verse 19 and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have their holes, holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lie his head. And another one of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. What does that mean? What what lesson is being taught here? What do you think? I think, I think it's almost like priorities, kind mm-hmm. of. Like, so Jesus, he's... When he's saying foxes have holes and birds uh, of the air have nests, but the Son of Man uh, has nowhere to lay his head, he's just saying he's not sta- like he's not in this set position the whole time because Jesus had places to stay. People helped him along the way along his ministry, and so he's just saying that if something like I won't even I think when he says um, let the dead bury their own dead, it's more like of a really exaggerating that he's just saying that make sure that I'm at the top. Mm-hmm. Like if if something gets in the way of of you in your internal life is pushing you away from me then you need to put it behind you let the dead bury their own dead mm-hmm. don't don't have don't let something worldly drag you down to where you're not you're not look mirroring me in all that you do and so that that's kind of what I've taken from it but and you know that's what me and my it's funny I had this conversation over the weekend but and I'll throw both of us under the bus because it's it's true I'm ready like our generation of people expect things on a silver platter. They expect things like over the top, but 
they don't want to work for it. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, and the, I, I love how the writers put all this together because we see here in verses, you know, the first four verses, well, Jesus cleanses a leper. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then in the verses 5 through 13, well, then the centurion, because of the centurion's faith, his servant was healed. And then Peter's mother-in-law was healed. But then it jumps straight to this, to where it says, this guy basically says, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said all these things. So there's a cost to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. So many people, this new modern day, our generation is the worst because they want to live in the nicest homes. They want to drive the nicest cars. They want to have all this stuff, but they don't want to go work for it. They think it should come right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what Christians fall into that trap. This new denominational or non-denominational phase or this, all this stuff going on. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying not to call anybody (laughs) out. I'm really not. But... They think that they deserve heaven. And they think that no matter what they do, they're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And there is no cost. It's just great. Yeah. Everything's great. Easy. And that's not, guys, that's not what being a Christian is. Like, being a Christian is one of the hardest things you're ever going to do. You know what? The pros outweigh the cons. Mm-hmm. Okay? You are going to be blessed by being a Christian. Trust me. But... You have to make Jesus first, mm-hmm. and, and that's hard. I, I will I will say that it is so hard to not let otherworldly things come before Christ, and I, I mean I'm guilty of that. Now I do think, for me, I do think Christ is one of my top priorities, but I will be completely transparent to you and say it is a fight to mm-hmm. keep Him there. I will say that. I Maybe. think that's for everyone. I, don't think I think any, so too. Anybody, just but fight. I'm just I'll, I'll I'll be transparent and say yeah. it is a fight oh, yeah. because there are so many other things that catch my interest mm-hmm. and so many other things that and that's why this is just me and you know how I am about this. That's why church is so important to me mm-hmm. because you know what and people may disagree with me and that's fine, but. We are only commanded to gather together on Sunday morning, and that's true. Yep. But if Christ is your top priority, I mean top above everything else, you'll be at church. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. You'll be there. No questions asked. And you know that's my pet peeve. Yeah. And I, you know what? I wasn't there Sunday night. I'll, I was at the lake with my family, whom I don't get to see a lot. It was Memorial Day weekend. Like I'm not saying you're going to go to hell if you're not at church. Yeah. You know, but if, if Christ is your top priority, then no questions asked. Of course I'm going to be there. Yeah. Of course. You know, so that that's a big thing for me is people expect heaven on a silver platter, but they don't want to work for it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this guy was saying is, teacher, God, I'm there. And, and when we see that a lot, like this new generation of Christians, God, I'm all yours. I'm there. Then when it gets tough. And that's what he said, teacher, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. I'm there. And then in verse 21... Um, as the Lord let me first go before I follow you let me go take care of this first and Jesus said to him follow me now yeah, or don't at all mm-hmm. and so that that's tough but that's just that is what it is I spat on my Bible I spit 
but it's just not sugarcoating it. Like it's not. I mean, and what do you? I mean, what do you take on that? I mean, well, that's a, he's just not sugarcoating. He's like, look, you know, if you're gonna follow me, sometimes you might not know where you're gonna end up. You know, in the, for this time, it was a little different from now. We obviously have houses and we know where we're going. But now, mm-hmm. where he in his day and age, you might. He's like, look, you might be sleeping on the side of the road one day, because we don't have a set home here. Our home isn't here. Right. But he's just saying that it's. If, Basically, that it's not going to be easy. I mean, we all like to go home at night and sleep in our own beds and dream the entire night. But sometimes he's just saying, "Look, it's hard. This is following me is hard. It's going to take a lot of work, and it's going to take it's going to take some large struggles and stuff. But look, it's all worth it." And he's saying, "As long as I'm at the top." And I will say this: you can always. There will always be an excuse. For you not to follow Christ. Always. You can say, I'm going to wait. What if you don't have time? What if you can't wait? Mm -hmm. But there will always, always be an obstacle in the way. And that's going to be forever. There's always going to be an excuse for you not to go visit somebody that you've not got to see in a while. There's always going to be an excuse for you not to be at church on the Sunday night. There always, I mean, it's it's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. Because we have to fight to keep Christ at the top. Mm-hmm. And that's a fight that will last forever. Yeah. I mean, and we have to understand as Christians that it takes work. You know, it's, and if you view Christ as a modern day relationship with a person, I think it makes more sense. Yeah. Like, if I only called you and I needed something, or only saw you on Sunday morning for an hour, mm-hmm. how's that going to work out? Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's you're not. gonna eventually you're gonna get mad. Oh, yeah. and be like, you're not holding up your end of the. You know, I mean, it's it's a two way street here. Yeah. But that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, I'm. I can give you all this incredible stuff, but they they don't want to work for it. And it's like, you know, how would it work out if you walked into a job that says, Hey, I'm going to pay you one hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year, and you're like, Great, and you sign the paperwork and you go to work. And the first day you sit at your desk playing your phone, the next day you sit at your desk playing your phone, it's going to go on for about four days and the boss is going to come and say, you're fired. Yeah. That's not how it works. And Christ is saying, hey, I'm going to give you this amazing home in heaven. All I want is to be your top priority above above everybody. Mm -hmm. Wives, kids, above everybody. Jesus is the center of your world. Mm -hmm. And if he is, everything else will revolve around it. But Jesus is saying, hey, I'm going to give you this amazing home in heaven. All you've got to do is follow me. That's all you got to do. And we say, first let me go take care of something. He says, nope. Nope. Follow me now. And that's the same way as a job or same way with your boss. I mean, you got to hold up your end of the deal to get a paycheck every week. Guys, we got to hold up our end of the deal to get to heaven. It's not going to fall into our lap. Mm -hmm. It's not going to fall out of the sky and be like, oh, congratulations, my good and faithful servant. It's not how it works. Not how it works. Mm-hmm. And guys, there are a lot of pastors and teachers and churches that will tell you that is how it works, but it's not. According, and you can you can learn that from Matthew chapter eight without me going any further, because Jesus says, "Follow me now or don't." Mm-hmm. So that that that's a really big deal, and that's what that's why I kind of wanted to stop here today because you can you can relate all of that. Guys, God can do amazing things in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, amazing. If you 
hold up your end of the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have faith in him, if you follow him, if you do all those things, yeah, God's going to work in your life. But you have to hold up your end of the deal. So think about that this week. Think about... Over the next two weeks. <laughs> that's, yeah. Think about that over the next two weeks of, you know, am I all in for Christ? Am I am I following him right now? Or is he kind of like my side piece over here that I only go to like once a week? Yeah. Because God knows. Mm-hmm. Okay. He notices. So think about that and have a great two weeks. Man, I'm going to miss you all. Catch you next Monday night. Next, next Monday night. Next, next Monday. Next, next. See you then. See y'all. Next, next Monday. <laughs> next, next. Next. That did not stop it. No!